not going to talk about this on the podcast. But well, I, I just hit record. Okay. So are we not going to talk about this we on the podcast? We are not going to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Darn. So, how about this? So, how about this? This is a new episode of The Thing That We Do. And I'm Alan. <laughs> Go on, please. Yeah, so, I, uh, I'm really prepared for this episode. <laughs> I've done a lot of research. I'm ready to go. And I am always as your co-host, Rafiq Shaheen. And with us is the talented actress and comedian, Aniria Turney. Hello, Aniria. Hi. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Yes, Thank I'm happy you to be here. for doing this. Uh, so, I did decide to do Sober October. Okay. Um, I forgot about it. Until the like the third, and so I was like, "Oh, well, I already drank on the first. I didn't get like loaded, but I had a couple on the first. So I'm like, well, that's that's fine. I forgot. Fair enough. And then like last night, I was at a kava bar drinking kava, going like, "That's not the same thing. Right. I'm still sober October now." <laughs> So that's look, how my... Uh, look, I haven't done any beer, but I've done so much cocaine, and it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing. Hey, sober October. The kava uh, thing is weird, man. It's, uh, you get, it's hard to explain. It's like being drunk without the, like, intensity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you're not as, you're not as, you're not as silly and stupid, and you're, and, and there's like a energy to being drunk. There's almost like an anxiety to being drunk. Mm-hmm. So like take that out and take the need to like take your pants off and run around the room out. It's like the opposite of that. Yeah, but it's still got that mellow like I can interact with the like <laughs> I can talk to people today. It's there's a little bit of that I, I, in it. So like every time I've tried kava, I don't know again, this might just be a fat guy thing where it's like you need more of it in order to experience mm-hmm. the same level as other people. But every time I've tried kava, people have been like, this stuff's amazing. And I'm like, I don't feel any different than I Do you use. drink it? Are you taking pills? What have you done? I, usually I drink it. It tastes like dirt. Yeah. It, it tastes like, exactly like dirt. And have you guys ever done comedy in a kava bar? Because if you haven't. Yeah. Wow. That it's like, seems like that'd be hard to do. It's hard because everybody's exactly how you describe right. it. So nobody's laughing. So you better have like an extra 15 minute of jokes so that you can fill whatever time you promised the people you were gonna do because they don't let they just stare at you and then you're sitting there thinking you're bombing and then when you're done, everybody's like, "Man, that, that was, was hilarious!" So funny. Yeah, I'm like, "Wow, I didn't call you laugh." So you, you didn't see it, but I was laughing in my phone to play it back for you. <laughs> like, what? It's kind of. I can see that it's it's a. W- I want to keep experimenting with just going to these places because it's so different from what I'm used to. I yeah. am a booze hound, <laughs> and I know what it's like to be around drunk, loud people oh, who get louder and drunker, and you know. Something. I feel I feel like I don't know you at all. Yeah. Yeah. And like something breaks on the other side of the room and some guy's screaming and I'm usually the guy screaming. And this is like a whole different thing where like everybody's super chill and super weird. Right. And everybody's a real weird person. I don't know. It's a whole different vibe. It's a very loosey-goosey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I actually was going to say this uh, when I was introducing Aniria, but like 
I guess this is a solid segue. So, Aniria, when you were out in California doing the Burbank Comedy Festival, yeah. did you go to a lot of combo bars out there, or, like, did you... Hell no. <laughs> I went to, like, real comedy <laughs> I was in L.A. No, I, uh, I, no, you know, I didn't. I did, uh, just right, you mean to perform, right? Or do you yeah. just enjoy Yeah, well, I, I was actually talking more in general. In general? But, like, oh, no, you... but... I do have something to tell you that's interesting. Okay. It's not about cow, it's about weed. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. I, th- I remember Not we mutually had a exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't really smoke weed. Um, you know, whatever. If you smoke it, it doesn't bother me. It's just a personal choice. But I went to LA mm-hmm. and got invited to a party. Where a certain (laughs) where a certain uh, famous Jewish comedian young lady (laughs) organized a party, um, Sarah Silverman. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you? Why did you bother being secretive the first time? Yeah, I know it's not Sandra Bernhardt because she's not young. I was thinking of what's her name. Uh, I want to say Feinstein. I don't think that's her name. Rachel something. Oh, she's funny too. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. So. I, I'm there, and they had uh, they had a weed guy there. So the party favors were weed, and I don't smoke weed. But when Sarah Silverman says, "Do you want some?" Sure. Right. Of course I do, Sarah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that, that'd be a lot like if the Pope was like, "Hey, man, you want to do some coke?" And you'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure, yes." How, Rafiq? In what way is, is that pope? like the Pope offering you cocaine? <laughs> How did you arrive at that analogy? It's because it's somebody famous who's well known offering you something where you're like, "Oh, you I don't do this, do. but sure." <laughs> No. I guess the Pope is the epitome of fame right now for her feet. Yeah, I mean, you don't see it, but I'm, I just got a whole feed of Pope facts just scrolling. <laughs> That's his um, screen screensaver. Right. No, but why won't you return my letter? But, but, <laughs> but the interesting thing is that I smoked it, and I smoked it, mm-hmm. and I don't smoke, so I'm sure I was pretty fucking weird. Oh, can we say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am offended. Get out of this room. So I was really weird because every time, and there was a lot of comedians there from like the 90s that were big in the 90s. And I'm talking to them and I'm like, every time I say something that I can't remember what I just said, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I don't smoke weed, so I'm really high, right. and I don't know if I made any sense. And and that's got to be weird. This girl at this party, every time she talks, she says that. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't control it. I, I am really, really susceptible to, like, if I get high, I get weirdly psychedelic. Yeah. Like, more, like people who do a lot of weed, I will tell them my weed stories. And they will tell me like, oh, you probably shouldn't do weed because I'm because I get like I go into the fourth dimension. It gets fucking weird. Wow. You know? Yeah. I, I had wow. that. I, I it wasn't to that level, but I had a when we were at the comics barbecue. Mm-hmm. I like it. So you were bad. You were as bad as I've ever seen you at that barbecue. Yeah. He was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about let's get the mic and record. He was barely standing and just kind of like. <laughs> He was the high where you ask him a question and he makes a face because he thought he answered you. 
Like he gives you the, you know what I'm saying, face. Oh. And you're like, you haven't said anything yet. Like he was that kind of high. That's crazy. That, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, you know, you partake however you partake. But that was one of those things where like the start off to the day had been like show up with food. And then uh, the host was like, you want half of this? Uh, I think it was like banana walnut, like edible, mm-hmm. and I was like, sure. And then over the course of the next span of hours, I got like two or three more offers. Oh. Plus, somebody was like, you and, like sure. and you had still, and you still hadn't had the the edible kick in yet. So right. you're loading THC through. He's layering. Yeah, <laughs> and then you don't do it often, and I barely do yeah. it. Yeah, but eating is a totally different experience from smoking it. Eating it is traditionally way more psychedelic wow so he's he's smoking it and then the edible is hitting his system My God. <laughs> it was a problem how did you not end up in the hospital <laughs> because like i i because you were, were hallucinating no like because everything for me is like i have pretty high tolerance for yeah, most things it's true See, I'm the so like I, I don't know if it's just a, again, a fat guy thing, i don't think it the, is because i'm not exactly a thin girl and i have a very low tolerance <laughs> For anything, right. even like uh, a leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I went to a party. <laughs> they were throwing around so much a leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I'll, I take it and I get sleepy. You know, I mean, it's been a while, but I remember. I, I like the idea of like a near in like a rave club, just <laughs> like <laughs> popping <laughs> leaves. <laughs> My just is grinding up on people, like yeah, you like it. So just what like, is she on? on? <laughs> a leave. <laughs> Holy shit! Where do you get your leaf from? Like, you a leaf dealer? My insane fiance got me on mushrooms last weekend. Oh, that was, that was something else. Here's what I've learned about getting really high around her. It doesn't work for me because <laughs> when I get real high, I'm I'm in my head. Like, I'm dealing with me, mm-hmm. and she's very extroverted. So when she gets high, she wants to touch and talk yeah. and have sex. And it's like, I can't... I'm not sure if I'm... Capable. Yeah, right. I'm not sure if I'm not a cartoon right now, <laughs> and you want my penis to get hard. This is not going to happen. That's hilarious. <laughs> I remember the, I don't know if it was the night you got it, but I remember you sent me a message on Facebook going like. About the weed? Yeah. And you're like, if you were going to take this to like an airport. I wanted to bring it home. Right? Did what? Okay. I wanted to bring, I had one joint in this little glass thing. That I so classy. Right. Yeah, really classy. It, it's, a, it's a nice photo. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I say Yeah, it, it was this, you know, it, it was like in a little tube with a, lid, a twist off and it had a little marijuana pot leaf on it. <laughs> and really I cute. wanted to bring it home because you know what? At the end of the day, I got to tell you, I'm going through menopause or the beginnings of menopause. Mm. So I have trouble sleeping or just even staying in my own skin. Right. And, I, and the pot helped. Yeah. Like, I slept so good. And I'm like, man, maybe I need to start smoking pot. <laughs> you know, just to help me get through the 50s. Because I'm almost there. <laughs> or the oil, the, what is it? The CBD. CBD. That's yeah. a halamagoo. Oh, but um, as you get folks at home can tell, Alan does a lot of I, drugs. I am a <laughs> weed. I am a drug person who does the drugs. Not at all. 
So I'm texting him, and for obvious reasons, right. and he's no help. <laughs> he's like, I, don't take the chance. I'm like, God yeah, damn no, it. I, I told you exactly what you could do. I, I was just. But saying, there's always that chance. Like, you have a couple of orifices. Now, here's, <laughs> here's what you can. And then I get somebody in my acting class. They're like, oh no, they they don't care if you have one joint. Who's I'm they? Like, What's they? That's yeah. a that's spurious. I was like, they don't care. You know what? I have children. And a reputation. I don't need to get arrested. Like, I couldn't even afford bail, so right. I'm a comic. <laughs> so well, let's just keep it that way. Let's just miss the, the pot, you know? Right, and what that was the thing I always... Because I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I used to work for the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, it's TSA. Better say. <laughs> right? What are all these red dots doing all over the place? <laughs> and, like, one of the things that I, you learn there specifically is so many people... Are trying to bring drugs through, and it's like, hey man, you know where you can find drugs? Wherever you're yeah, going, yeah, <laughs> where you're landing. Do all your drugs here, and then get on the plane because we're not going to test your blood, right. and yeah. then go buy more drugs. I yeah. know, but it was free. Well, what always <laughs> boggled my mind is like people would fly from Tampa to Denver. Mm-hmm. And try to bring through pot. And it's like Denver. You're going you to Denver, bro. Right? You don't think you're gonna find any pot in Denver? Are you That's serious? Amazing. Yeah. People. I remember one kid. This would be me if I was a pot smoker. I'd be like emptying out all my little pot purses and be like, yeah, I'll just restock. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like just bring the like bring the oil, dude. Just make sure it's not over three point four ounces. Nobody gives a shit. But it's that whole thing of, like, some kid, and this is a true story, but, like, some kid took weed, put it in, like, a prescription pill bottle, and then tried to hide the bottle in his crotch. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's, And then it's, yeah. it's one of those, they like, you know, and we, we picked it up because it's not supposed to be there, you know? And then he he had a, like a whole panic attack thing where he wanted to fight the fucking cops. And his, his dad I'm sure that worked out really well for him. Yeah, and his dad was furious because he's like, "Why are you bringing weed on a flight? Yeah. Like, why do you need this right now? You know, <laughs> just to say I did it. That's really yeah, I have friends from Cali who come here, and even they say, "No, I won't. I won't bring it if it, yeah. it's just too much of a hassle." You know, and it's like, don't get me wrong, I go smoke them if you got them, but like, it's just pointless. To go through the trouble. Yeah, until everybody's on board, like, why would you do this to yourself? Again, like, you're not going to come to Tampa and then find out we're like a drug-free town. You're like just wandering 7th Avenue and you're like, any drugs? And people are like, shh, (laughs) we don't use those words here, mister. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so funny. All right, we've been dicking around for 15 minutes here. Let's talk about uh, something. Let's talk about something really important. Marlon Wayne's penis. Yes. Did you see it in that scene in the movie? Was he wearing little shorty shorts? <laughs> Take me through the whole thing. You know, it's funny you say that because uh-huh. I gave a speech one time at a meeting. <laughs> a speech about his penis. And when the questions came, it was a Latino networking meeting. Uh-huh. Latino business people. <laughs> and I swear to God, somebody asked me exactly that. <laughs> did you see Marlon Wayans? I'm like, I'm sorry. What kind of meeting is this? My, my question is, did they ask it in English or in Spanish? Uh. In English. <laughs> they, they wanted to make sure I understood. 
You know, it's funny. I got to tell you because <laughs> when I filmed a scene that didn't make it in the movie. Okay. And, and in that scene, he's fully dressed. We're in a hotel room and he's telling me his issues with his girlfriend and I'm making the bed and I really just want him to leave. So he's fully dressed, whatever. We worked on that scene for, you know, I don't know, a few hours. And then they said, okay, we're going to do another scene, which is the scene that made it in the film where uh-huh. he's got no clothes on. Um, but I didn't know I was filming that. I guess I missed it. I didn't know. I was very new. I had mm. never been on a big production. So I didn't know how to really read all the details on the what they call the call sheet, okay. which tells you where you got to be at what time. And I'm like, oh, I guess I am in another scene. And then... Um, but I didn't realize that he was going to come out with no clothes. Mm-hmm. So he was wearing a robe. And when he took the robe off, I was so afraid to look down. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know why. And my, my, my son was like, you're a Puerto Rican woman. What Puerto Rican woman wouldn't look down mm-hmm. at a naked black guy? <laughs> That's a real good question. I was like, I was trying so hard to be professional. So I saw brown. So <laughs> I saw Brown, and then in the scene, he's running away from me, right? And so, or running in the opposite direction, and I saw a bare ass. Sure. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, he's got to be naked. I was afraid to look. Oh, you didn't even know. I didn't even yeah. know. And then finally, after we did a few takes, the girl that you know, one of the assistant, the production assistants who was working there, she was helping me with my shit. She, I said, can I ask you a question? <laughs> She's like, yeah, is he really naked? Because I'm afraid to look down. She's like, no, he's not. He's wearing, a, I guess like a sock thing. I forgot what oh, she called it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. But, well, I, just, I saw brown, so in my mind, that was his penis. I like Oh, because you were... I see right. what you're saying. And you were just blocking out details and just, just seeing skin. I see peripheral. Right, all right. Oh, that's great. I like the idea of da- like she looks down at Damon Wayans. It's just like... <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> I live <laughs> down here now. You just do like a major thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. I live down you guys, you can have to let me put that in my stand. <laughs> hey, I, how you doing? I'm going to talk about the day I did this podcast. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. But it was, a, it, was, it was a fun experience nonetheless, but I really wish I would. I did look at everything else. You know? Oh, well. Speaking of which, looking up. Speaking of looking at man ass. Uh, <laughs> please, go on. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the last time you looked at man ass. Oh. Uh, no, uh, what is the name of this movie in case somebody at home would like to look it up? <laughs> and, and spend four ninety nine at iTunes, available now. <laughs> Sponsored by iTunes. <laughs> Just use somebody's password for Netflix. So yeah. <laughs> what movie was it? It was called Naked. The movie was called Naked. Naked. The movie was is he nude Naked. the whole film? Is that the joke? No, the film is like a... Um, Groundhog Day type of film. Okay. So he keeps waking up naked in an elevator. and he's Same turned, elevator, same day? Same elevator, same day, and it's his wedding day. Okay. And he can't, every time he thinks he's going to make it to the wedding, he's back in the elevator. He blacks out and he's back in the elevator. So the whole movie, he's trying to figure out how to get out of that. 
I have you noticed that? Okay, first of all, Groundhog Day probably not thirty years old, but getting close, right? Yeah, twenty five ish. Yeah. Have you noticed how many Groundhog Day movies have been made yeah. in the last like three years? Oh yeah, I just uh, there's the two the Death Day movies. Yeah, Happy one Death day, day, into, day to you. One and two. Mm-hmm. This one apparently wasn't that Russian doll thing the around. Russian, Hogwarts? I was just gonna say. Like, and the movie Naked is based on an old Dutch film from the seventies. Oh, Naked, interesting. And it's it's the same storyline. Hmm. Yeah, I actually saw. It's not a movie, but it's a very interesting concept. There's a there's a short out there that's a. I think I think it's called a Groundhog Day for a Black Man. <laughs> where, the, where the idea is this dude keeps on waking up and in going jail? outside, and he keeps on like, getting shot by a cop. Oh god, that's right? hilarious! So is it like, it's yeah, so like he, he'll wake up, click like the snooze button, gets out of bed, like driving down the street, does like a Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, thing to get out of it. For, for, where did you see it? That's I found it on YouTube, but like I, I'll I'll send you a I link feel to like it afterwards. I saw. I feel like somebody posted. Maybe it was you on Facebook one time. The yeah, I, I I think I did post it like a while ago. But like it, it's really funny because like the whole, it's it's all these things where like. One time he's dressing up as a cop and he's like, "Hello, fellow police officer." <laughs> and then like, that, this, this he's scene, trying to break the cycle, right? Yeah, but the scene before that is like he's dressed as a cop and he's playing around with a gun and he accidentally shoots himself. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> and then like he's he dresses up with, like the cop again. He's like just walking down the street and he's like, "Hello, fellow police that's officer," funny. and they have a back and forth. And he's like. Yeah, all right. Zippity do, and you know he's like walking away. He's like, wait a minute, we don't say that. And then shoot the <laughs> yeah, that's we don't say that. that is funny. I want to know who wrote that. That's funny. <coughs> it's like the same with the um, switching bodies movies. Right. Yeah, yeah. I get it. like there's these waves in the '80s. There was like four or five switching bodies, and then they went away, and then they kind of came back. And they, and then they went, yeah, yeah, you know that's a good what? Point. I just auditioned for one. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, a small role. With a, um, I guess I can't say, but with a very, uh, very funny comedic actor who's very tall. <laughs> okay. You, you're going to say their name anyway, just like you did last time. So you might as well just. No, this spit one it I really out. can't say, but. Um, and I was reading it, and it's supposed to be a horror movie. Okay. But this person is, and although he does have, he has done some um, dramatic stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is another. Switcheroo body, you know, man and a girl yeah. kind of thing. It, you know, a lot along those same lines. Not quite, but uh, have you guys ever seen Little Dicky's Freaky Friday? No. It, so Little Dicky is this rapper, the rapper, he, the comedy yeah, rapper. He, yeah, he's a comedy rapper. He's this white dude. He does a great one where he switches bodies with uh, Chris Brown. <laughs> okay. And the the whole point of the film is he's li- he's living it up in Chris Brown's body while Chris Brown's living in his. Oh. And okay. he's like. Li- there's a great point where it's just Chris Brown's face where he's like, I can say the N word. What's up, my nigga? <laughs> he just keeps like going off down yeah, the street. I'd love to find that too. Uh, holy shit, it's so good. I always hated, to this day, can't stand, whenever you switch bodies, but you still sound like. Yeah, the first So there was the, one, there was the one with Dudley Moore and Cameron, Kirk Cameron, father and son. They switch oh, bodies. I didn't see that one. They switch bodies, and Dudley Moore still has a British accent. Right. <laughs> and Kirk Cameron doesn't have a British accent. 
and that drives me insane. Right. Oh, because you're like, why did everything else change except for this? Yeah. That's Kirk Cameron, funny. like, there should have been a scene where, like, Dudley Moore had to learn how to sound British. Like, he was yeah. in the mirror, you know, and then another scene where, you know, the, so something. So fit into the life. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, so, speaking of celebrities. Mm. Right, Are you ready to do this? I, I do want to try this. Uh, so, as someone who uh, has brushed up against the celebrity world, um, I'm just going to preface this a little bit. You may already know about this. I just discovered this website the other day, and forget about uh, my future. Forget about. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> forget about comfortability. Forget about stability and safety. I want to be rich. So I can do nothing but play with this website full time. <laughs> it's called it's called Cameo. I think I'm gonna have to spin it around this way. Oh shit! You can hire celebrities. What? To call your friends and tell them like happy birthday or congratulations no on your daughter. Way. I wanna I wanna point out that it only costs hundred and fifty dollars to get Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> to call your buddy and say congratulations on your daughter. Oh, Mike Rappaport here. Mike He's Rappaport. 150. He's yeah. only 150. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you want a, uh, a That's So Raven Christmas? Because I can set that up for you. <laughs> Do you want a Billy Baldwin birthday? Because I can. I got that on lock. And, but, right, is this serious? This is yes. a real thing. And part of the thing I love about this, though, is how wildly different the price points are. Because Perez Hilton, who is also on that top row, is only $52. <laughs> Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec, he's 135. Right? <laughs> How do they come up with these prices? And How about Ernie Hudson for 135? Right. Oh, so, Ernie Hudson. So we're gonna play a little game with you. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the game. Right. We're gonna play a little game with uh -oh. you where we're going to enter in the name of a celebrity. Oh. And you guess how much it would cost. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were doing this. Yeah. Well, okay, so I definitely looked up some people on here before. I don't know the numbers, right. but I can, but I know they're on here, so we won't just have to waste time spending. Uh, so, this is interesting. Right. So, and when you give the price, tell us why you think it's that price. <laughs> okay. okay, Anthony Michael Hall. How much does it cost to tell have Anthony Michael Hall tell you happy birthday? Oh my God, I would say fifty-two dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> can I ask you how you came up with fifty-two? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. He's the the kid from Weird Science. Right? Uh huh. The yeah. blonde. Um, and Breakfast Club vacation. Okay, because there was a big old gap where he where we didn't know where he went of obscurity. Sure. Right. And then he kind of sort of came back, right? I mean, I don't know. He's done a few like cop shows and stuff yeah. here and there. So in my mind, if I can get um, not Gilbert Gottfried, but the other guy, Michael Rappaport was Rappaport for one fifty. And he's kind of stayed, you know, a little bit more relevant than... Man, right. Anthony Michael has to be 52 bucks. $200. No! <laughs> $200. He must have good drugs. Right? <laughs> Maybe there's a drug package for it. See, and that's the thing I kind of like about this. Because I go... 150 right? 52 $200. That's wild. And yet, wild. when you look at all three of those people, you go, who's the most relevant person today? Because I would argue more children are going to go... Look, I'm, I've, covered up, I've covered up the dollar amount. 
Look how Billy Baldwin's looking these days. <laughs> how would, right? you, how would you like Baldwin? to get a message from that right there? Right. Hey, I'm Billy Baldwin. Hey. Right. You would want to pay him because you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> he looks homeless. <laughs> I'm sat here, baby. You need some cigarettes. Here's what is I was talking to somebody. I I don't remember if it was you or not, but I was talking to somebody about this, and they were saying that you should use this just as your tech service. So like, <laughs> yeah. so like, what? so like, if your friend says, "Hey, when are you gonna get to be at the party?" You get like Jennifer Love Hewitt to write him back and go like, "I'll be there at 8. <laughs> and that's it. Oh my god! You know what kind of commotion that would start? <laughs> oh, that would be so great though, right? To have like Anthony Maggie or uh, what's his name, like Ed Sheeran, yeah. just randomly be like, "I'll be there at seven. <laughs> All right, Billy Baldwin. How much does Billy Baldwin cost? Dude, if I said fifty-two for. Negative. Oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 He no, no, pays no. you. He <laughs> pays you. To he do paid it. me for Letterman, call me. Um, oh my god. I swear to god, if it's more than 52, I will shit. Um, <laughs> why? By the way, why two? Why aren't you going for just like even 50? I, I have no idea. Okay. That's the number that came up. All right, well, let's just reverse it. I would say $25.50. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, wow. no, no, no. Seri- a ser- you want a serious, serious? Yeah. What do you think Billy Baldwin I really thought the other guy would be in his 50. Okay, um, 75. Billy Baldwin was also $200. Why? $200 for Billy Baldwin. Now, Are you kidding me? I'm looking at Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. Who, by the way, no longer looks like Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's still a pretty girl. I mean, she's definitely attractive, but that's not the girl I, I remember from jerking my youth. Jerking off to? Yeah. <laughs> that is not the girl I remember jerking off to. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Now, I would consider... I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw this in the mix here. I would consider Jennifer Love Hewitt a, a more appealing, yes. bigger name Plus than Billy Plus, she had Ball. that TV show she where she a, was a masseuse. Yeah. Right. And then she had the one where she was talking to ghosts or some shit. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think that's the same one. Or is it a different one? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> what I, do I know from Jennifer Love? <laughs> I know, right. It's Jennifer Love. And she was on By La She was on that music video. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. But, and that's the thing. So... You would say, Alan, that she's a more known name than Billy. I think 100% more known. Right? And costly. I picture her to be costly. I know I'm about to be blown away. All right. I would say she is at least five or $700. She is $150. What? And $150. And look at her. That doesn't look like her. No, it yeah. doesn't. But she's still pretty. She's had definitely she, surgery. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. All right. She does not look like that. Now, I I, would, I remember looking someone up before when it, you you guys don't really understand. Um, <laughs> I don't. The people that I am closest to that I love the most. If I call them, it's an occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't call people. I don't like doing it. I called my brother to tell him about this website. Because I could wow. not, because I could not stop thinking about it. Right. I mean, I was like, I I know my path in life now. Right. I have to make celebrities send my friend Justin stupid messages all day long. I want Justin's life to be. That's picking, your brother. No, this is just another guy. Oh, okay. I just told my brother that I wanted to do this to Justin. To Justin. <laughs> I want Justin every twenty minutes. 
to pick up the phone and have like Gilbert Godfrey wish him well in his nursing exam. Right. I just <laughs> I, and then crazy. and then the next guy to wish him happy you know happy new right, daughter that, that and the Charlie next guy. <laughs> yeah. like, Are you picking up Chinese for today? <laughs> no, I just want them all to congratulate him for things that didn't happen. For things that didn't happen. Now I did look this just one. to add to the weirdness. Right. Not only is a celebrity calling you, but what baby? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And there's always like a weird thing too. When Tell me meet. honestly, don't you want someone in your life to send you Caitlyn Jenner congratulations all yes. day long? Right. <laughs> I would love, I would love for her to call me. Right, but well, but that, but keep in mind, Caitlyn Jenner is not calling you. Caitlyn Jenner is pointing her phone at her face and going, "Hey, good Happy luck birthday. on yeah, good yeah. luck on that nursing exam, That's and that cost how much?" For Caitlyn Jenner. Oh my God, one fifty. What do you think, Rafiq? I would actually say Caitlyn Jenner's probably a big enough name that it'd be like in the five hundred range. Okay, Caitlyn Jenner is the most expensive one I've seen so far. Two thousand five hundred dollars. What? Two thousand wow. to send a. It, you okay? So you can look at like samples that they have sent. She's still trying to pay for that operation. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's She's like, like I, I, I gotta get touch-ups done weekly. So. <laughs> Just get a bikini wax, bitch. <laughs> I can't even respond to that. Uh, you can look at prior messages that they've sent. So, oh, just get, so you can get a sample. I got like right. a portfolio. So here's a here's the reason why I bring that up. I'm looking at her samples. 21 seconds, 30 seconds, 25 seconds, 26, 30, 40, two thousand five hundred dollars. To get Caitlyn Jenner to not even spend a minute of her time saying saying good luck on being a new whatever. Yeah, and I'd like to point out, right? I am obviously a nobody, right? (laughs) I perform. I'd do it for ten. I yeah, right. I perform for twenty minutes at a bar show and got paid in quarters, Uh, and I got forty bucks from that. Corey Feldman. How much is Corey Feldman? You know what? He'd be good for Halloween. <laughs> okay. You know, like I would totally. Okay, explain if I had a job, like. if I had a job, I would keep him busy in October. <laughs> Why? Are because he is a he's creepy. Okay. And I would just do like a happy Halloween to everybody that I really loved, and have what, him send what, a message. What about him? Do you find creepy? His I mean, da- it mainly has dancing. Now I will say that I'm going to give you a little help. All of these are zeros and fives, right? 150, 195, whatever. Uh, Corey Feldman does have a weird end number. number. Okay, He's got a weird there you go, Halloween. Because <laughs> that's him. He's Halloween is not for normal people, and okay. I love Halloween, so I'm not normal. Of course, he would have. What is? Is there like? 99 <laughs> at the end of his uh, price. I'm asking you. This is your, you know, we're oh trying to get the numbers Corey from you. Oh, my God. felt, man, I wish I had money so I could the fun I know, right? <laughs> yeah, see, the, the thing I like about this, too, is, like, you know that my number for Corey is going to be drastically different. Well, than what's your number for Corey? I, I look at Corey, and I go, like, 197. Okay. Right? Because I go, like. Not bad. Not I, bad. I, right? I go, still known enough that, like. 
some kid from the late 80s, early 90s is going to be like, hell yeah, I got like almost 200 bucks to spend on Corey Feldman. On Corey Feldman. Right? But like some millennial kid who's like, oh, I buy artisan, you know. Peanut butter. Right. Goes, I don't know who this is, but it'll be hilarious to my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Anaria, you you got a Corey Feldman number for me? Corey Feldman number. I would say, because I keep saying it's Halloween, it's going to have to end with a 6-6 six, six at the end. <laughs> <laughs> or a 6, or a single 6. Okay, I would say one ninety-seven and 66 cents. Oh, nice. Uh, $202. I was close, I was close. $202. $202. I want to know... <laughs> I have to believe... That it was his ego that made him put the extra two on there. It has to. He was like, come on, dude. I'm a little better than Anthony Michael Hall. At least, at least going to get two more bucks out of this. Yeah. Now, there's, a, there's a one celebrity that I know is on there mm-hmm. who I found this fascinating. Hit me. Andy Dick. Oh. I did not. Okay. That's, How much do you guess? I'm not. I'm going to guess because I haven't even clicked it yet. I don't know. Um, for Andy Dick... I'm going 165. What do you got? For Andy Dick, considering that I just watched a documentary where somebody blamed him for Natalie Wood's death. <laughs> what? Was it Natalie Wood that I was watching? Who do you think Andy Dick wait, is? Wait, wait, wait. No, not Natalie Wood. I'm sorry. Phil Hartman's death. Oh, okay. okay. Phil Hartman's death. Only because, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, know <laughs> I see I, how you can get Natalie Wood and Phil Hartman confused. <laughs> no, because I watched the documentaries back to back. Andy Dick, supposedly, what, uh, Phil Hartman's wife, I forgot her name already. Kitty, Nitty, oh, whatever. Um, was a cokehead. And so they were at a party and he offered her coke. So somebody, uh, I think it was John Lovett said, you killed Phil, which he didn't, but whatever. So because of that notoriety, I'm going to say 200, <coughs> i say 300. 300, I got one, do you already know the number? I already know the number. 165 was my guess. Andy Dick is $99. Right. $99. Just, just enough for a And by the way, the first, <laughs> look, he's in bed. He just woke up. <laughs> And got ninety nine dollars to do that. Unbelievable. His yeah, hair he, looks like shit. Yeah. His shirt looks like he looks like he just, he's rubbing his nose. This is a, as I was about. To one say. of the Anthony it Michael Halls. Like uh, when I, he was one of the first guys I looked up because I was like, I bet he's on here. There's one where he's clearly just walking. You can tell what happened. He's <laughs> he's walking to wherever he's going. His phone goes, ping, you have 200 bucks, record a message. He stops in the middle of the sidewalk, holds his phone out, and says some, some breakfast clubby thing about, like, a nerd, a teenager, or what, you know, the, the, right. you know, the stereotypes. Yeah. And while he's doing it, someone behind him, like, yells something out, and he doesn't bother to, like, start over. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, got my 200 bucks. Puts his phone back in his pocket and keeps walking. So you can get a, a hungover, still in bed, Andy Dick, to, to tell you you can pass that that teaching exam. That's I believe in you. For only ninety nine. For only ninety nine dollars. That's insane, yo. <laughs> I kind see. There's part of me that wants to abuse this for shout outs to just get like 
D minus celebrities and just be like, hey, by the way, can you congratulate <laughs> us on a new episode of the show? Yeah. Right? And then just post that up to be like, hey, look, Andy Garcia. Just <laughs> <laughs> Andy Garcia. So how about if we start a website where we were never a celebrity that's a has-been finally book something we call them and say hey congratulations on your booking we haven't heard from you in 25 years right hey it's a sort of a comeback tour from the wine scene incident like it's great oh god you can get a comic to call you and congratulate <laughs> you can get a barely known comedian yes from florida from florida <laughs> it cost a buck 50. <laughs> Depending on gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor Flav's two fifty. <laughs> wow. Yeah, don't read out Flavor all of I know, I just... No, but this is interesting. Flavor I, I, You know, I found, uh, when, I, when I did my deep dive on here, I found the, guitar, the current guitarist for Slayer was like $25. Wow. Like, you're in fucking... That's a legend. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, you're in Slayer. Yeah, you could have been the roadie for Slayer. You're still right. a legend. <laughs> wow. $25. Well, I wonder what the disparity... How do they do that? I'm, I'm kind of... You know the one that broke... And most of these are like, whatever, it's fun to laugh at them. The one that broke my heart is when I saw Mario Cantone. I was oh. like, no. <laughs> no, don't, don't say... And how much is he? He's a hundred bucks. Oh wow! Right. Oh, Charlie Sheen is on here. Yeah. I, Do you know Charlie Sheen's number? I not off the top of my head. I remember What's your seeing guess? it. Oh god, he's such a dick. Um, <laughs> I don't know. One seventy-five. What's your number? I think it was like a hundred bucks. Five fifty. Five fifty. Five fifty. Now you, I, are both of you aware of the cute? Really angry conservative girl Tommy Lauren. I've heard the name. <clears throat> this is her. Pop up on Twitter. She's week. she's a real. If if you are offended, she's a conservative. If you're offended by conservatives, then you think she's a real piece of shit. Oh, because wow. she's a real piece of shit. Ah. And all I want to do, and she's so hot, I just want to make her say filthy shit to me for sixty dollars. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what I want. See, I'm the kind of dick though, where I would be like, hey. Uh, I'm gonna pay you sixty bucks a message to say nice things about the NAACP. Right, <laughs> right. Rosa Parks. Right, Planned Parenthood. I want you. I want you to send a message to all of your brothers and sisters locked up in an ICE detention camp, <laughs> <laughs> saying that you're rooting for them. Hey, it's sixty bucks. I paid for it. Unlock <laughs> those cages. <laughs> Let's get real blankets in here. Right. Ah. Uh. Um, let's see where we are. We are at 42 minutes. Um, we've got a machine segment we can do or a misery segment we can do. Rafiq, it's up to you. I always like exposing comics to... To the machine. All right. Um, we are gonna, for the last however long this takes, we're gonna introduce you to someone who's kind of become a mascot of our show. Oh, shit. Um... I, there's really nothing I can do to prepare you for this, so just tell us your reaction as you as I pass this across the table. At the machine, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Regine mm-hmm. tells hundred. Who is he? Who is he? That's a good question. <laughs> right? That's a real good question. I'm not entirely certain Ed knows who he is, but oh yeah, go ahead, take a look. Alan, Get in there. Make him laugh. <clears throat> make him laugh. And he's got like a hundred bits on him. Mm-hmm. They're all street jokes. 
Oh. Um, they're all jokes that you thought were funny when, when you were in sixth grade. Oh. None of the jokes that are written there correspond to when they actually show up on the CD. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, there are a hundred... <laughs> There are a hundred tracks, but all of the titles are wrong on there. This is called what? dementia. <clears throat> oh yeah, I think you might be onto something. This there. is called dementia. He's got he's got gray hair. I know I'm getting gray hair too, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. We were actually playing a game for a while where we had said if we hit a joke that matches up with the title. That we won. We would never have <laughs> so And we, we hit it. And it was like number we, 12 or so. Yeah, and yeah. then we kind of looked at each other and we realized this is more of a duty gym. Yeah, we really have this. to. <laughs> it's really important. How did we, you come across this? My understanding of the story is that my brother and his wife were on a cruise and there was a cruise comic. His wife thought he was funny, bought that for me for and Christmas. This was the comic. Yeah, bought that for me for Christmas. And I have been making fun of her sincere Christmas <laughs> present now for I don't know how many episodes of this podcast. Does she know? <clears throat> I hope not. No, oh my God. <laughs> but I really have no way to control that. Tells a hundred of the funniest jokes he ever heard. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, that's this isn't that the same title of, um, what's his name, from Side Splitters? What? The, oh, the guy that used to You're talking about Burke, right? Bobby Jewel. Bobby Jewel is the machine. Oh, did Ted steal that from Bobby? Tells a hundred of the funniest. Bobby Bobby Jewel is known to tell everybody else's jokes. Oh, mic drop. No, these are street jokes. Some of these are legitimately jokes that I, when he started. That you told when you were in junior high. Literally. Like, he'll start them and I'll go, oh, I know that one. Oh, my God. just, we're trying to, because we've done this over and over. We really like to bum comedians out with this. But a uh, <laughs> couple things you'll find. It says parental advisory on there, but it's only because. There's no way. It's only because he'll say, like, the fucking car. It's not because people are fucking. Like, when people are having sex, he'll yes, say yes, making no. love. But and like, making whoopee. And making whoopee. Ah. But, when, but, it, but he'll say, like, the fucking car. Um, that makes no sound. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He'll he'll mention the ethnicity of a character that and it won't be a part of the punchline at all. Right. Like he'll go, a Chinese guy walks into a and then like the fact that he was Chinese was completely irrelevant. You didn't need to tell me that he was like Chinese. it wasn't right. even a racist joke. It was right. just you felt the need. He will uh <clears throat> He'll give information about things going on that have nothing Yeah, that to have do. no bearing on the punchline. He'll stretch a joke that he could have told in two seconds to a buck fifty. Right. Like Saturday Night Live. It's it's uh. In fact, <laughs> we have discovered that old Ed here was in fact on Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. What he year? was on <laughs> Jay way later than it should have been. Jay Leno wow. did a like Jay Leno. This is Jay Leno's fault. Jay Leno did a bit that was like, "What would our show be like in India?" And it was like the Tonight Show, and everyone on in the audience was like a, a Indian. racist Indian stereotype. Oh and then Ed the Machine was the Indian Comment? Jay Leno, <gasps> like, and he was talking with the and he, they had like painted oh, him brown. And God. like, okay, if that bit was when Jay Leno first started in the mid '90s, early '90s, you can okay. go like, all right, fine. It was like early 2000s. Wow. It was like. At a time when that's not okay to do. Yeah, like, like it's the kind of thing where like if this occurred 
this year, mm-hmm. there would be riots in the street. But it, it like, wasn't, but my point is it wasn't even okay then. Then, yeah. It wasn't, you know, there's the whole, like, deba- the debate now is the F word, not fuck, but the other F right, word. Right, yeah. <clears throat> and the, the debate now is, like, even ten years ago in The Hangover... They were calling each other faggot. You know right. what I mean? And now we go like, that's not okay anymore. I this, can't talk about that. This isn't even that. This is like, this even is then. Yeah, like not even yet. then it was not okay. You know? Wow. So. Oh my God. We're on track number 23. <laughs> and, um, Wait, let me see that. I want to see what it's Oh yeah, let's see what it's called. called. Sure. Hold up. Do we have a light? Let's go get some light in here, Rafiq. 23. Bullshit operation are we running around? Young hoodlum. It should be called young hoodlum. This is a joke about a young hoodlum. It will not be about a young hoodlum. (laughs) So this guy leaves a bar and he's had one drink too many and he gets behind the wheel of a car. He shouldn't have, but he did. And he turns a guy at the red light. (laughs) Fuck you, red. The guy gets out of his car and it's a little person. And the little person looks over at the damage and says to the guy, I am not happy. And the drunk guy looks at him and says, well, which one are you? Oh, my God. That was a joke about a young hoodlum. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Here's what... Oh, shut up, Ed. Um, here's what offends me the most about track number 23, Young Hoodlum, is the fact that he was politically correct enough to say little person, but the joke was still really offensive to little people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not the happy one. What the hell? Also, in his attempt to be politically correct, he said he shouldn't have been driving, but he was. Right. Like, oh, yeah, thanks, was Ed. Drunk. Thanks, Ed, for, for showing me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. If it hadn't been for Ed the Machine Machine, <laughs> I would have gotten behind the wheel of the car that day. I would love to know the story behind the name, the Machine Regime. I bet it's yeah. not because he robbed a train. In Russia, <laughs> when he was 22, I'm going to assume it wasn't because oh, of wow. that. Wow, this is—you <clears throat> guys have exposed him to like the dark underground. Mm-hmm. Right? And this dude is a cruise ship comic, right? We finally, after doing this forever, we finally had sense enough to look him up on YouTube, <laughs> and we found we found his act, and his act is not street jokes, and. I didn't particularly find his act funny, but like the, he was you could killing. See it. Yeah, he was killing. He had a performance. He, he's a good comedian. I hate to say those words. Part of me just melted when I said that. <laughs> he's an actually funny, strong comic. I don't find him funny because he's. It's it's a but lot of like. like it's a lot of like he'll say it and then kind of make a face like you know what I mean. Oh, that's like so it's 80s. not. Yeah, yeah. very eighties. He's mm-hmm. very eighties. I worked with a comic. Oh, I, do I dare say? Um, and he was doing jokes. From the 80s. Mm. And I worked with him like last year. So. He's like, what's up with this Dukakis guy? (laughs) (laughs) And just the blank stares he would get. So like, what does that mean? And and after every punchline, he wore these risky (gasps) business glasses. You know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. I have talked about him on this podcast. I did a show with him where I ate a, a... delicate meal of dick and <laughs> directly after me he got on and annihilated telling street jokes and playing with his wacky sunglasses between each joke and i saw a clip of him from the 80s doing this and same it was the same act <laughs> fuck me i told this exact same story and let me tell you what i did this is what i did 
as he was talking, I'm looking up the jokes. They're all on Google. Like, they're all online. Oh, all, no. Every joke he told, I'm like, that's oh, so hacky. That's, that's so hacky. <laughs> so I don't even know if he wrote them. But he's been doing comedy enough that he might have written them. But that's funny you say that. Because I, 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 I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I, now that you've told me this, I kind of have to give Ed more props than I want to. Because at least when we saw him perform... He was doing real material. Like, it's like, this is something a dude wrote. Yeah, it was his like, material, and he had a great... He was very charismatic, and the crowd was loving him. Yeah. It was the kind of comedy that pisses off comedians. You know what I mean? Where we go, oh, this is shit. Yeah. But it's like, you know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing people enjoying it, so yeah. I can call it shit all day. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? It was real comedy. It really yeah, was. Which so I hate fun. to admit, but yeah. it was. <clears throat> so fuck him. So let's just keep hating him by listening to track twenty-four. What let's what see. will twenty-four not be about? It will not be about cannibals. Cannibals. <laughs> we heard the cannibal joke. That was like number that was like number six. So we've already heard the cannibal joke. This couple's walking down the hallway in a nursing home, and the old man says to the old woman, Guess how old I am? And the woman says, I need to see your balls. So he drops his pants, she looks at him and says, 92. And he says, wow, how did you know that? She said, you told me this morning. <laughs> I, you know what? That's funny. I really like that joke. <laughs> I just like the fact that the old lady wanted to look at his balls. <laughs> you know what, Ed? You know what, Ed? You might be winning me over here. I, I, I really I really like the fact that the old woman just wanted to look at his balls. <laughs> That made me very happy. <laughs> Have I, on this podcast, told my joke about, not my joke, the street joke about the guy, the old man on the bench, getting his, with the hand down his pants? Have no, you, you know, no. no, tell me. This is, I got about three street jokes that I adore, and this is one of them, and I cannot tell it without laughing. Old man goes out, he sits on the bench, hangs out with the kids, throws bread at the ducks, does it every day. One day, he goes out on the bench, and there's an old woman sitting there. And they just strike up a conversation. They go their separate ways. Next day, she's there again. She's there again. She's there again. They start developing this relationship. <clears throat> so, it's kind of this unspoken thing. They, they never planned anything. They don't exchange numbers. They just meet on the bench. So, one day, he goes, look, I'm really enjoying my time with you. At the end of the day, I'm still a man. So, while we're out here, can you just hold it? I'm not asking you to do anything else. Just we we do the same thing we do every day. Just hold it. She goes, I, I can do that for you, sure. So she holds it. And then they go out every day and while they're talking, she holds it. So one day he's not there. Okay, no big deal. Next day he's not there. Next day he's not. And then she starts to realize, like, you know, I never exchanged numbers with him. We're both getting on years. I don't know if he's okay. I don't know his family. So she's starting to give up hope that she'll ever see him again. She goes out, she sits on the bench one last time, she looks across the park. And she sees him sitting with another old woman, and her hand is down his pants. Well, she's livid. She gets up, she marches across the park, she gets in his face. Who do you think you are? No one does this to me. What does she have that I don't have? Parkinson's disease. <laughs> <laughs> told you this one i don't think i've told it on the podcast before but like every once in a while when i'm writing jokes i will sit down and just write uh, a bunch of street jokes 
just to get it out of my system. Meaning, okay. just so you can reference, no, just no, to no. make sure you don't say like just, is that what you just, mean? for me. There's something about like the nature of a street joke feels inherently hacky for mm-hmm. some reason to me. Because it is. I mean, it is, but like, there's just something. So like, whenever I'm trying to write new material and I've got like that space of time, I will write a bunch of street jokes first. Oh really? Like, yeah, like original street jokes. That do you I've never do heard it before to be like? Okay, I've never heard. Th- it's still the same format, but I've never heard this one before. Yeah, let's keep that going and try something so you, new and original. Interesting. So you're so basically uh, you're studying. It sounds to me like you're studying the format of what works. Yeah, kind yeah. of. That's you interesting. Because, uh, like, that sounds like it sounds to me like you're giving yourself non-examples. Yeah, like you're before you start the stuff you want to do, you're like, don't do this. Kind of, yeah. Could be. So, like, I wrote one, speaking of old people, a while back that I I have actually come to genuinely enjoy, which is uh, two old men are sitting in front of a nursing home, and one turns to the other and goes, hey, Earl, you think as we get older that dementia or memory problems are going to be an issue for us? And the second old man turns to the first and goes, who the fuck is Earl? That's funny. That's pretty good. Like, it's a short, simple street joke. And I go, like, oh, I wrote that on my own. This is what I would not actually mind sharing with, like, my friends and family. That's funny. I mean, now, Carlin is forever ago, but Carlin had original jokes that were street jokey. Yeah. He would he would come out sometimes and just start just his hour. Just it that way. Well, I'm talking about, like, starting his hour by going, you know, there was one... One of his later specials, when he was old, he he goes, that, that reminds me of something my grandma used to tell me is, you show me a Guatemalan, how, you show me a tropical fruit and I'll show you a Guatemalan cocksucker. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's a stupid street joke that he made up and just spit it out in the yeah. middle of his set and then just kept moving right, right along, on, you know. Right. <clears throat> That's interesting. So how, how do you feel about Ed so far in there? Like, um, what, what is your take on Ed's prime material? I, I feel, I honestly feel like, like maybe he's part of the Alzheimer's um, association. <laughs> like it's outreach? Yeah. Like, like, they're like, like I'm holding charity is what you're saying. Yeah. Like they said, you know what? Poor Let's Ed. make right. <laughs> Let's him, make him feel important. <laughs> and we're going to give him a shot. <laughs> Because he used to do comedy, obviously he was a good comic, and we're gonna put him on a cruise ship where there's foreigners, and they don't know these jokes, they don't know that they're street jokes. But we're gonna let him tell it, and who cares that the shit doesn't matter? <laughs> because he doesn't remember what year he said these. Things, you know, I, I, I. I, I don't know what to think. I've never met a comedian. Well, I take that. But I was gonna say I never met a comedian with two personas as a comic mm-hmm. but I actually have when I was at the Burbank Comedy Festival where's a guy um, you guys watch America's Got Talent I don't but yeah I'm I don't Do you, you ever heard of a comic called Death is that the guy who always yes. in like black and white yeah dresses yeah. like an air reaper yeah, yeah. He oh, also, I already hate him and he does all hacky stuff but he's actually a comic who performs without that and has his own material and he's very funny his name was Eric Helwig, and he was at the Burbank Comedy Festival. Okay. I've heard that name. 
Eric Helwig? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's I can't, really I couldn't tell you, I mean, yeah. couldn't pick him out in the lineup, he, but I've definitely heard that he's name. He's from LA. He's an LA comic, and um, he's got this hockey gig that he does for America's Got <clears throat> Talent. There was a guy I used to see, I, I've kind of fallen out, but I was big into going to comic book conventions, and there was a guy, there was a comic that would show up, like, every time I'd go to a convention, regardless of where I was, he was there, and he was like the, uh, the alien comic or like the intergalactic comic or something. And he wore this like very expensive looking face makeup, like with, you know, prosthetics sticking out and very like, uh, he looked like a uh, Klingon basically. He had like, like a lot of armor on and like, you know, gloves with claws and, and his whole act was about like, I'm going to, well, you know, I'm going to come and invade and destroy all of you. You understand that, right? You know, but it was like, it was like really, street jokey type stuff that always ended with you know me conquering your planet like that's it was, funny, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> it's like nice. foreplay but i am gonna it, it, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's weird how many shticks there are out you know like there's one for every comic right like there's the angry comic sad comic comic who dresses in, you know, but like, it's interesting that there's comics with two personas. Right. And like it's that whole... I There's a guy... I don't know if we've talked about this before, but you tell me this story every now and again of that guy you saw at the improv who did an entire set where he's running back and forth. He didn't do it at the improv because you couldn't run off stage. He did it at, at the, the small room. At the at, open uh, mic, yeah. At, uh, no, at uh, Side Splitters. Oh, at Side Splitters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where he... He would run off stage and heckle himself. <laughs> and then he'd run back on stage and be like, sir, can you please, I'm trying to... And then he'd run over here and start an argument with a guy that was heckling. Hey, leave him alone, he's trying to do jokes. And then he'd run back to the heckler spot. Hey, fuck you. And then he'd run back on stage. Guys, guys, come on. And it would just get increasingly more insane. He had like six characters where he was just running all over the wow. whole place. It was hilarious. One of the coolest yeah. things I've ever seen. Yeah, Wow. <clears throat> Right. That's and, like Eddie Murphy. Right. And, and, but that's what I'm saying. Is like that's an shtick entirely onto itself. The time I did see him at improv, because you can't really run off stage at improv. He was on the main stage. It was like a showcase yeah. kind of a thing, and um, it was a total. I can't. I to this day I couldn't remember what he did, but because he was kind of locked in position, it was still very weird and very conceptual. But it was not him running off stage heckling right. himself. It was mm. it was like a thing where you would go like he was eating shit, but I thought it was hilarious because I knew what he was up to, but the audience had no fucking clue what he was doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's one thing I, I'm actually really appreciating about comedy specials now. Because like when I grew was growing up, I everything was just comedy central. So it was like premium blend and you know Oh yeah, know, Friday night stand up or whatever. And now the fact that like Real directors are like directing. Like I remember, Wyatt Cenac did a whole special where like he's do, he's telling jokes on stage and they're cutting to like a puppet version of him doing the thing. I know what you're talking about, and it I couldn't watch it because it distracted the shit out of me. And you, I mean, I get that, but I'm saying like when you're talking about shtick, where it's like this is your persona, this is your you know take on how this looks. I go like that's like we've come so far 
from just like, hey guys, here's a comic we found. Here's a, his he's name is Jim Gaffigan or whatever, and he's gonna tell you some jokes, right? Well, it's like, and, if, and then you've got like the Yanni's Papas of the world. Yanni's Papas is a comic out of New York, who, who um, I discovered online because he used to do a video of a transsexual Puerto Rican woman trying to find love on a dating site. <laughs> this and then sounds amazing. It, it, it does, and he's Greek. This comic mm. is Greek. And so as I got into him, he came to the improv, and he does his characters, and then he does a stand-up set. So basically what he does is he travels with another guy, another comic out of New York named Angel Losada, and Angel is the MC. Mm-hmm. So he does his set, and then he says, "Hey, I want y'all to meet one of my friends, um, Mister. I forgot what the name was, but he does a, a Greek character. Mm-hmm. And so Mister. Whatever comes up, I can't remember his name. He comes up. Yanni Swavos comes up dressed as his character, and he's there for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And and the guy's just prompting him, you know, like, hey, so what do you think of this? And then he and this guy's a conspiracy theorist, blah, this character." Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Thank you for coming. He goes back. The MC does a couple of other jokes. And then Yanni's Papas comes back as another character. And he does this, I think, just twice. And then he comes and does a 45 minute set himself. as himself. Huh, cool. And I'm like, wow. The crowd liked yeah. it. It wasn't frustrating? Or no, it wasn't confusing. frustrated at all. It wasn't cool. frustrated. People that were there were like people that knew who he was. Sure. Right, yeah. and that—that's always the thing. Though, is like once you find your market, you're kind of set in that regard. Did you ever see that Harlan Williams special where it's him alone on a mountaintop? No. He's doing his act in front of no audience. He's talking to a camera, and he's alone on top of a mountain. That is bizarre. <laughs> I love he, it. Wow. He even does pauses where, like, if he were on a stage, laugh? yeah, he does laugh pauses like he's on stage. Da 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 da, but da 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 da, and then he pauses, and then he goes into his next joke, <laughs> and he's performing for no one on top of a mountain. Now it's is, fascinating. Is that like something streaming? It was on Netflix ages ago. I don't know if it still is. That's but interesting. It's really weird because that means he's well, and then Maria the Bamford did a special in front of her, her folks. living room, yeah, yeah, in her living room, and her audience was the mom and dad, dad. and then she kept leaving the the stage to go like get the cookies out of the oven. And then she'd come back and give him That's cookies. Funny. And then continue to do her act. That's so funny. But, the, you know, the, the one you just mentioned, um, that's interesting because he's considering you need that time. Right. Because if right. you're watching it at home, you don't want to miss the next joke. Right. Wow. Well, then Bamford did another, I think, the next year. So she did the one in the living room. Then the next year she did one where she's, like, standing in a living room with, like, maybe five people. And it, let's say the first... I think that's the one I was talking about. Let's say the first five minutes of the special, the, of her act, is in front of five people. Then suddenly it cuts, and she's in a bigger living room with, like, ten people. Oh. And she's picking up, and then it cuts, and now she's in, like, somebody's garage. And there's, like, 50 people. And eventually it builds to where she's actually in a club oh. with full of people. Mm. And so she clearly performed her set... You in know, all these places. Eight times or whatever the number is. Yeah, and yeah. And it's, it's a growing audience. Every, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Well, you remember a guy that was here in Tampa, and he's in New York now. Who's a, I don't know, a cardiologist, anesthesiologist. Got, um, 
Why can't I think of his name? You guys are, you guys come from a much older class than Scott, I am. Oh. Scott, um, what is his freaking name? He was just, he just produced something for Comedy Central. Anyway, this guy used to live here and go to open mic at the improv. Eventually, and he was like a doctor, and then he eventually moved to New York, and he started doing uh, open mic at his apartment. What? And he started having these shows at his apartment, and when I went to New York, he had seen my post and says, hey, you know, too bad you're not here on these days, because I do these shows in my apartment. So I'm and you're out. like, yeah, this doesn't sound like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> so Scotty just kept doing it. And whatever, you know, life goes on. And then the other day, like, when I came back from L.A., I'm looking, and he's produced some famous comedian show for Comedy Central at his apartment. Oh, that's great. Full of people. And, I mean, it's such a cool setup, and he was the producer for this comedy special. That's really neat. It's just, I think it's, you know, the innovation. The innovation is what gets you. Right. Yeah, like, it's, it's, you move forward. You people who haven't seen you before, too. Mm-hmm. We, like, we, Jeb, Jeb, uh, Judd Apatow just did uh, Gary Goldman's The Great Depression. The Great you know? Depression. Or was like, it Colin Quinn? No. Right. No, no, no. No, it, it's Gary Goldman. Uh, because, like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, this is a famous director. You know what I mean? Who's Rob Zombie. Directing. Rob Zombie directed one of Tom Papa's specials. Right. Spike and Lee's. Like, directed and he a did. Bunch. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, it's becoming more of a formal production. Odenkirk does, has, has directed a lot of specials. Uh, Bobcat directs a lot oh, of specials. Right? Yeah. And you know, and I notice a lot of those are becoming SAG projects, like union projects, like actor the Actors Guild. Because I think I watched the Chappelle one. And it was a union project. I was like, for a stand-up show, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Right. Got. I mean, you, you gotta get people interested in who you are, I guess. Get you into that brand. Hey. Well, I think we're done, kids. We've been at this for over an hour. Nuria, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Yes. And before we go, as always, now we don't release these like right away. We do have a backlog. But is there any place where people can find you? Any TV shows? Like, I don't know. Well, hopefully by the time they hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been auditioning a lot. I haven't booked anything yet as far as TV, so I don't have anything. But maybe by the time this gets released, I'll be on something. Uh, I do have a show. I have two shows coming up, comedy shows. Uh, at Sefer Hills. Yay, Sefer Hills. Yeah, woo! At Manolo's Restaurant with Tracy Kanan. It's me and her. And then on October 18th at uh, Englewood, Englewood Center, Cultural Center, or something like that near Sarah. This will probably not be out by October 18th. No, it'll be done. <laughs> but like any social media where they can find you? Yes. At or? On Instagram, at Aniria is funny, A-N-I-R-I-A is funny. And uh, Twitter, I, I need to do more Twitter, but it's Aniria Comedian. All right. On Facebook, and, of course. And the movie Naked? Movie Naked. Are there any other movies I don't know about that you were uh, I was on a TV show called The Act on okay. Hulu with Patricia Arquette. Great. Uh, Chicago Men. Cool. And that's it. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's more than I've done. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go edit coupons tomorrow. So <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I lose. <laughs> 
So, I am Alan Dempsey. And I am Rafi Shaheen. And once again, you are the lovely... Aneria Tony. So, how about this? <laughs> so, how about this? <laughs> 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 <laughs>